0: Alright folks, it's that time of year again. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. And DraftKings is giving all customers a free shot at up to $100,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is head to the DraftKings app and make your picks. Download the DraftKings app, head to their free to play pools page and enter DraftKings free $100,000 tournament seeding pool free-to-play pools are easy to play, all you have to do is make your picks for who you think will get a ticket into March's biggest tournament. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of $100,000 in total prizes with DraftKings Tournament Seating Pool. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at $100,000 in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day San Jose and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast Your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network my name is Dylan Kayser and I'm joined in studio by producer T. I saw producer Pigeon floating around here somewhere as well. And then we got Nick Floor, the one and only Nick Floor. How you doing?
1: I got my hat on, bro. I knew Nate was like the hat's back." pretty
2: upset. It was the first upset. thing I said last week and it was the yeah. first thing he commented when the, when the live stream went up. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Boys,
0: before we get started here, I want to know, did you guys check out the Mike Tyson mystery series?
2: Oh no, I didn't. Got to do it. That's your. Homework. I'm going to. I am actually going to though. That's your home before Sunday. Boom. Oh, f-
0: write funny. it down, producer pigeon. Write it down. We going to have a full review of that show when I he gets will. back. Write um,
1: it down. <laughs> write it down. Thank you. Uh, it's been a minute, right? Yeah. Um.
0: So, boys, we're coming off a win against the St. Louis Blues, which yeah. is always a uh, always a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Always a good feeling. I like it, and we're also going to be joined by. Uh, Nate Thomas of the Quack Report later, uh, which should be fun. Um, no uh, miracle, satanic
1: whip. ritual, Miracle Whip loving. Oh yeah.
0: god! Yeah, no, we've <laughs> uh,
1: sacrificed the taste buds.
0: Yeah, we've we banned that for the show. <laughs> uh, not the items separately, but together they are banned. Yeah. Uh, so we will not be seeing any more Miracle Whip. I mean, I didn't tell him that, so he might just pop on the show and whip it out. <laughs> Maybe. Just whip, whip out, it out his out miracle, out whip. Whip it out. miracle Whip it out. Whip it out.
1: Uh, hey, what's oh, Pidgey doing in the back there there, 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 there there is,
2: is the, the pigeon grabbing, cracking
0: another one cracking another lucky I love it as always as always you know what boys that, that's why it felt off we didn't give her <laughs> we didn't give her Twitter handles uh you can follow myself at dyl underscore th-p-n. you can follow the show at stick hungry pod
2: and you can follow the network at hockey pod net producer t you can follow myself at producer underscore t e i hope i get served by the pigeon as well in this episode that was a nice oh, little pressure that was pressure a nice, was to a play, nice little know? touch last,
1: last
0: episode
1: <laughs> uh nick where can the fans find you, you can find me on twitter at nick floor underscore
0: uh road thugs and harmony nick has his back on that's there right my back
1: is on <laughs> his
0: back is on uh zachman 200 says hey boys Hello Zach. Hello, Zach. Hello, Zach. Uh, Zach, you have the link for our voicemail. So, uh, oh, look at the pigeon. Oh, oh sir, pigeon serving up producer. Serving Gia it up here here early in the EP. I like it. I, I love
2: it. I love <laughs> it. Uh,
0: so we're going to be doing things a little bit differently on our Tuesday live stream. So we're just going to give you a little teaser. Yeah, a little, a little taste. Well, a little,
1: a little edging.
0: A little appetizer, <laughs> a little appy up in the stick hungry podcast. We're just gonna go live for the first few moments of a little the little edging.
2: I just realized that Nick said that. And I'm I'm a little blown away. Sorry, I have to address that. Like, that is <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. I'm not a big deal. Little big, edging, you know? <laughs> Not a big deal. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, no one's gonna listen to the podcast. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is
0: supposed to be a teaser, but it's done the exact opposite. Um but yeah, we're going <laughs> to record the rest of our podcast after this uh, quick live stream. You can check out the full episode on Thursday morning. It'll come at you nice and fresh in the morning with the with <laughs> your coffee. Listen to Stick Hungry Podcast. But you know what? You can't listen to it now because, nope. uh, like I said, it's a teaser. That's, a te- that's the it point is- of a teaser. I like it. I mean, we might get some hate for it at the start, but... uh well, I mean, it says you have minus one viewers. We have minus <laughs> one viewers on uh, on Periscope, which is which is interesting. I don't know how that uh I don't know how that works. I, I don't know I'm looking now. It says we got 11 on Periscope. Producer Pigeon, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about
2: the this The minus guy. one.
0: Should we keep this guy around? Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is strike two at least.
2: Yes, he's getting I think he's... Yeah, awful keep lucky the pigeon around, actually. let's yeah. keep the pigeon around yeah i'm liking the beer service
0: one thing i <laughs> wanted to note before we uh jump off this live stream and continue the podcast the fucking fairmont boys oh, and yeah. we, we missed this story but the vegas golden knights getting kicked out of the fairmont hotel in downtown san jose <laughs> because they essentially shut down they went bankrupt essentially and
1: uh they did everybody. the old Evander Kane. They did the
0: old <laughs> Evander Kane. And uh, yeah, they're running away from their bookies right now. Um, but it's interesting, though, because that's where all the NHL teams come and stay. So they're going to have to figure out something else. Nick, uh, how much room you got in your place? I was going to say negative anyway. four. Good negative luck. Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, got
1: hey. a closet right here where Marsha So can stay because he's a tiny little baby. And there's baby clothes, too. So the next time Vegas is in town. <laughs>
0: how much I how much have are you going entire... to charge tonight? What's, what's the going rate at the floor in? Um, I don't know.
1: Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of uh, putting we'll, Nick on the spot. But we'll, we'll figure the numbers out, you know. It's just don't want to waste his time, you know, don't want to waste all <laughs> Marchie's time. So
0: uh Zach Man 200 saying the Barracuda game is on. Noah Gregor scored 10 seconds into the game. There you go. Hmm, score? Yes, Noah Gregor uh now, via sports talk saying 500 a night with taco dinner
1: yes oh i think they'd take o- only that. on tuesday they would
0: take
2: that any
1: they would try to move in if they had my mother-in-law's cooking so they are not allowed to stay that long
2: is there any like other big hotels downtown san jose obviously not being uh, not san like Houston. big but there's a no? few they're just not gonna like... airbnb out a big mansion or something party yeah they'll that. be all right they'll can go to yeah. the like
1: the de Anza down the street or something where yeah.
2: did they go that night they got kicked out does anyone know what do you mean well, if they think, were at the Fairmont, yeah, and they oh, got oh, kicked where out the Fairmont, yeah, I don't know. There's, <laughs> There's just the, the Vegas just night, <laughs> walking around the streets with their bags, all knocking night, on doors, yeah. like getting <laughs> hit up by all the
1: homeless people.
2: <laughs> yeah, <got> a nickel. Is <laughs> was <laughs> spitting at them as they walk by? They're not getting anywhere. Yeah. You see, Brian to he's just tossing eating muffins eating that burger at off the
0: ground again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Eric Carlson's great at hockey. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw last night, yeah. but Oof, holy yeah. shit! And
0: that's only recent news that he's uh, yes. become good at hockey. <laughs> this is breaking news.
1: It's crazy what a healthy Carlson a can do. Old. Like Shang Pang and his predictions. Am I right? Like he's like, let me get a good month of Carlson, and so he takes a couple days off, and he's just come out hot, like hot on the fucking iron.
0: Shang knows. I tell you.
1: Hashtag Chang knows. Uh, Motel
0: guy. 6, LOL. That's another comment coming I in. That could be, I
1: could oh, be te- Teal City Crew coming in on Periscope as well, saying <laughs> they stayed at the sketchy jack in the box on <laughs> San
0: Carlos. <laughs> see that. Yes. Uh,
1: another one, Airbnb at Shea Floor.
0: There you go. No.
2: No. no. Nah. What? straight up
0: no. How many stars you got on
1: TripAdvisor? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, He's got, got a, a pond out front, <laughs> kind of doesn't he? A yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Ask Jonathan. No team the practice week. facility for the, for the opposing teams. It's
1: open <laughs> air, so it's COVID okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The government get can't out, shut her down. Sleeping
2: outside overnight.
1: And they can rent my son's skates. You guys saw the message, right? I sent you a picture of my son in the getup. That's a great
2: point. That would fit
1: Marcia's feet, so...
0: I was about to say if they make those an adult size, I think I might pick my uh, pick myself up a pair of those.
1: Oh yeah, that's the uh, I'm not gonna say any brand names. I don't want to get like DMC8 or anything, but that's yeah. the Blaze special. <laughs> that's what, that's all I'm gonna say. It's the Blaze <laughs>
0: special. How about
1: that? That's that's how about teaser.
0: that T that, <laughs> This has been a hell of a teaser. Um, if you don't want to listen to the rest of the podcast podcast after this, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah, now you have to. Now you have to. I mean, we've pretty much covered it all here. <laughs> got all over the place. Um, all right. Thanks everybody for uh, watching this quick live stream. Remember, you can check out the podcast on Thursday morning. Boys, you got anything else you want to say to the folks? Yep. The fridge was unplugged. The fridge was oh, unplugged. Oh no, I just oh, okay. cracked
2: the beard the- warped. All right, now that I'm done sipping on my warm, disgusting beer from uh, producer Pigeon. <laughs> that looked rough, man. That looked tough. <laughs> it was tough. Um, it's time to get into the Sharks versus Blues talk. And you know what? That wasn't as rough. We actually came out with a win on this one, boys. We have something positive to talk about, which is nice. Um, Dylan, do you want to kind of lead it off to talking about the the blue situation here, maybe with the goaltending? I thought that was kind of a surprise pick by them.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny that Jordan Bennington was not playing this game, obviously being pulled uh, in his last game against the San Jose Sharks and kind of had a, a bit of a hissy fit on the ice when he got pulled and almost punched Eric Carlson in the yeah. face and then Dubinick came out and challenged him. So uh, I, I'm wondering if he's maybe a little bit nervous, I look nervous. Were about you, playing the Sharks.
1: Were you surprised by that, Nick? um i was surprised until i heard of huso's stats like on the road he was 10 2 and 1 going into that game so i was like, okay they're just riding with the hot hand that's a way but i would like to think that a little bit of that is bennington wussing out not wanting to get beat up by curtis gabriel
2: that's exactly what it was i tell you i don't know the reason i was surprised was just because bennington is such a, a streaky goalie and relies so much on confidence yeah like when he's good it's because he's been you know he's been given that chance he 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 needs that confidence behind him. And once he's off his game, yeah. he is off and his I, game. And I, I think by sitting him here and not giving him that chance to have that, you know, bounce back game against the Sharks, I think now moving forward, the Sharks might be in his head a little bit. Yeah, You know, if he'd have had a game right, right after, you know, the next game against the Blues and came in and had a decent game, you know, we're not going to be talking about him. We're not going to be talking about his antics from the last game. And that's what we are. And, and, you know, I'm, I'll be curious to see how he plays against the Sharks moving forward. You know, now.
0: I think what happened was, you know, last, about a week and a half ago, he listened to our podcast <laughs> and he saw the the Fool We Be Pitying segment. And he saw sure. that he was in there and it threw him off. Threw him right off. He's just I've crying heard, heard he just from just inside <laughs> sources that that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fool. <laughs> Insider.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but Dubnik, though, he uh, he played great. Yeah. I mean, this guy... I wasn't convinced until about a week ago that he should be the starter for this team, but he should be the starter for this team. Uh, Performances like that are what we need. Some clutch saves. He got, he got a bit lucky uh, in a few moments in that game, actually uh the score could have been a bit different but you know what he played great I haven't seen that from Martin Jones so I'm going with Dubnik right now
2: and how many times have we been unlucky in those chances and yeah and the goalies even though you know Dubnik's actually had a few times this year where he's had a decent game and he still had kind of a blowout against him and it was kind of nice to see that those bounces going his way and again confidence is everything as a goalie so it'll be nice to see him uh, go on a little bit of a streak here Big ups to the defense in front of
1: him as well, uh, yeah. especially yeah. Eric Carlson, who had an absolute phenomenal game. Yeah, um, apparently
2: he plays hockey. I didn't know that. Yeah, the Duder Magooder <laughs> showed up. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, big ups to the entire team defense, especially there's a play where uh, one thing I am critical of Dubnik just kind of running off on a bit of a tangent is, like, rebound control seems to be still a bit of an issue for him. There was one where a shot was just chilling. Puck's just waiting to get slapped in. I think it was like Soderstrom or whoever the fuck shows up. And Eric Carlson ties up the leg, the stick, the body, just everything. Just ties the whole dude up, and he's just like, fuck. He can't do anything at all to clean up what was in front. And then another player comes in, just swings it by. It was just, it's nice to have exactly what we complained about on Monday's show kind of all come together, all, all in almost one game. There's accountability being held by coaches. LeBanc gets fucking benched the entire third period, get like career low of time on ice. Uh, you have good, good goaltending, you know, above 900 save percentage. You have a little bit of a heart where Curtis Gabriel openly admits on Twitter, like, I told Kyle Clifford, like, your goalies and your goalies' antics aren't going to go unnoticed. And me and you were going to fight about it because that's not going to, you're not going to get away with that shit. So, You have all the things that we wanted to happen essentially kind of come together in one game. And it ends with a win. Carlson assisting uh, to EK9 in overtime. You got good goaltending play. You got better team defense in front of them. You have accountability from coaches on players and just just an all around good game. It was nice to be able to finally see a well-rounded game from the Sharks.
0: And how about Vlasic going top pickles yeah. uh, with his goal, first one in a while for him. Nice to see that he's been playing a bit better the last, you know, two three games. He's I, picked it up a little bit. I think
2: you you were right when you were talking about Bennington, Listen to the podcast. I think you know the Sharks <laughs> been blasting it. They've been blasting it in the locker room. They know the accountability. But it, it's kind of funny though. You're right, Nick. We we talked about all these things as, as weaknesses, and when they kind of address that, you know, lo and behold, we we win a game, and it's not. It's not just a lucky game. It, w- it was a good game. It was a good win. It was a strong performance by the Sharks, and, and it's really nice to see that. How about Gambrell's deke? I mean, I know
1: yeah. he didn't
0: get a goal out of that, but, man, that was that was beautiful to see.
1: The most snake-bitten Sharks player. Still can't seem to find a way to get one home, but, oh, my Lord. Like, it just shows the confidence is, like, radiating, Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. It, it, it's starting. There's, there's a focal point where the Sharks' goaltending was so bad that the, the players around the goaltending couldn't play to their game. Cause there's always like this inkling in the back of their head that like, if I make one mistake, the puck's going to go in like, fuck. So you finally have good goaltending. You finally have great defensive play. You have great Eric Carlson play. Just absolutely phenomenal. Making just insane passes and insane shots. Deacon out O'Reilly and Tarasenko and everyone trying to forecheck him just cause he just owned that entire team. Like you just, it's incredible. I can go on for hours about it, but just and then you see guys like Dylan Gambrell, the younger guys. You see Leonard get almost 15 minutes of time on ice. Rudolph's Balser, 17 ish minutes of time on ice. I'm liking you know, his
0: game right now, Balser. He's playing well. He's playing really well.
1: Yeah, he's just doing a phenomenal job. He, he again, we talked about finish, right? The, the Sharks still having some problems finishing here and there, but that shit comes with repetition. So Gambrell's consistent play you're starting to see him more aggressive in the offensive zone and going back to that deke the guys just absolutely shook out two to three different uh different blues players and just looked phenomenal i just can't describe how great that win felt on Monday,
0: especially after two losses to the to the vegas golden knights right it's it's always a nice feeling um and now we have two games coming up against the anaheim ducks the dreaded ducks and to talk about the ducks we're bringing on our friend tate nomis or is it nate thomas i don't know which mm-hmm. one is it nate it's nate come
2: on oh, okay. you know this <laughs> which one is it nate literally <laughs> nate? You answer it? i just
3: <laughs> after i said it i noticed it i was like yeah I, i'm gonna I be it, the next one honestly
0: yeah there you go there you go so uh san jose sharks playing the anaheim ducks are you guys scared that's my first question are you guys scared i think if we're scared it's not because of you but it's because of our own team
3: this Anaheim Ducks team for whatever reason over the last couple of years has loved to play up to some of the bigger teams say like in more recent memory like your Colorado which we just saw uh your Vegas's and your St. Louis's um even I guess right now your LA Kings but for whatever reason and this this isn't to be like a jab at the Sharks by any means but we play down to the teams that are below us or just really not doing uh as well as uh at the same time so uh I'm more scared scared of our own team than you guys and again that's not to be a jab but this team is just really inconsistent for whatever reason you
2: you you sound like us you said I was gonna say that's exactly how how the sharks (laughs) are
1: getting you know Nate you literally said almost every team in the division except for Minnesota do they get no respect (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got,
2: we got, we got we should, we should Guess who so was. Eh?
1: The they uh, have the second highest points uh, percentage in the division, and he's I'm like, nah, they gonna, don't fucking exist. I'm
0: like waiting for him to say it. No. Uh, they
1: don't <laughs> even have a first line, so they're good. Yeah, they're good. And, and See, technically yeah, right now,
0: a, sorry, okay. go ahead, Nate. I
3: was gonna say Minnesota's been yeah, a little bit of an anomaly, but I know we uh, we had to apologize on the quack report there for uh, you know it's it seemed like we were bashing on the wild for a second there uh, during our last uh, talk about them. On the quack report there, but uh, it was more bashing on ourselves of just, again, that those inconsistencies.
1: <laughs> Nate, I was going to say, you said you played down to the competition, but I mean, technically, if it's by points percentage, we're at 457 as of today, and you're at 423. So, if anything, we're going to play down to the competition.
3: Because you're below 500, we're, we're going to sharing gonna with, the dumpster. Okay? That's what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have you been happy with the team so far this year? I mean, I know they're at the bottom of the division right now, but I mean, it was not to say that it's a bad team, but you guys weren't really expecting a playoff run. You're seeing some good individual performances, but overall, are you happy with the team?
3: There's definitely aspects to be happy about, kind of like what you alluded to. As an overall, no. This is a team that, you know, as much as they're not going to be making the playoffs, I don't we didn't think they should be in the bottom of the division by any means or doing as poorly as they did like a nine game losing streak is not what really anybody expected, especially considering Bob Murray's uh, comments of, you know, this team is supposed to still be in like a, like a win now mode, which I don't really know how that's yeah. Possible. Yeah. I I can see your face there, Nick. That's what, that's what all ducks fans are feeling right now. I think at this point, Uh, but there's definitely what he's coming
0: out like sorry to cut you off that's
3: that's what yeah that's what he had said up until basically yesterday or this morning i believe it was uh where he was on record finally saying that word rebuild in there uh more talking about you know ryan Getzlaff and his future with the team um but yeah that's the first that he's really said that word otherwise it was like a we're we're in it to win it now and push as hard as we can Um, But yeah, there's definitely been the bright spots as well, especially with a lot of our young guys. Like you have uh, Max Comtois, who was, uh, you know, past captain of Team Canada, at the World Juniors and that sort of thing. Like he's really shining this year, leading the team and scoring both goals and points right now. Um, And of course, you always have the bright spot of John Gibson, but... There's also kind of the wondering of, you know, this is, he's 27 right now, which is hard to believe he's been in the league this long, but these are supposed to be his prime years. And, you know, if uh, we go through a full on rebuild and, you know, maybe not a quite a quick turnaround, like it seems like LA is having or that sort of thing. Are we wasting this guy's best years? And is there something that we could be maybe doing instead? There's definitely been, um, like rumors going around of Gibson. I There was the tip of the iceberg guys had reached out as well asking, you know, have you heard anything about him coming to Pittsburgh because they'd seen some article. And I was like, no, I think it's just, you know, trying to make something out of nothing essentially because he's from the area and everything like that. But it does kind of beg that question though of, you know, should we maybe be doing something or not?
0: So you mentioned rebuild. Do the fans generally feel like that's the position this team is in or do they just some of them think you know what we should be competing right now
3: i think a lot of them feel like we should just be going for the full rebuild and not kind of the half ass that it seems like we've we've been in you know it's it's okay to kind of tear it down and whatnot and uh, i think we might be seeing that even coming this coming off season with uh say guys like Ryan getzlaff he's done at the end of this year and whatnot and i think if uh i think carter did the math that there's potentially $20 million coming off the books for the Anaheim Ducks this coming off season. Hmm. So there's a lot of room that you could start to work with and whatnot. And there's definitely pieces there uh, to for the foundation of a rebuild already. It's not going to be a team like Ottawa where they're really tearing everything down and starting right from scratch. Like we have those guys like Comtois or uh, Lundestrom. Uh, if you want to look in the goaltending department, even guy like Lucas Dostal who – there are pieces that you can build around there for sure uh, that will contribute to your future.
2: I think that's kind of what worries me about the Sharks is that I worry, you, you know, the Ducks, I, I you could have argued that they should have maybe rebuild last year, even the year before. And mm. I'm worried that that's maybe what the Sharks will do. They'll do the same kind of thing where... We'll come out and and we'll say that you know maybe we are still in this window to win and, and we'll extend it. And you mentioned LA having kind of a quick turnaround, but they've been out of it for quite a while now, right? They like have they, been. Yeah. They've they've been doing a mm-hmm. rebuild for quite a while. And,
0: well, and the problem it, for this team is like we almost can't because of these contracts. Yeah,
2: yeah, I guess yeah. That that's a great point for the Sharks. And, and that's I guess that's what my point is: is that maybe you know in two years' time we're going to be in the exact same point as you, where you know finally we get these big big contracts off the books and we get this, uh, you know, influx of, of, of money and we're able to actually do a rebuild, but it just, it just feels like it's going to be in long few years and, and Anaheim's kind of in the same place and it, there's no kind of near goal, right? You know, it's still quite a, mm-hmm. quite a ways away, which, which kind of, kind of sucks, you know? Yeah, no, it does. Uh, talk to me about Adam Henrique. He was placed on waivers earlier this
0: season, which caught me by surprise. I don't know if it caught you by surprise, but I did not expect to see him on waivers Has he picked up his place since being picked back up or what's it been like for him?
3: Yeah, the uh, waivers was definitely a little bit of a surprise to everybody. I think if anything, people are looking at maybe like a healthy scratch, sit up in the press box for a little bit because, you know, up until that point, he really hadn't done a whole lot. And considering when he, he was one of the, or he is one of the top paid guys on this team and one of your assistant captains, you're expecting a lot more from him for sure. Um, but he has absolutely gone off since returning. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if I, if it's, uh, Raquel, if it's Raquel or Henrique, but one of those guys, especially cause Raquel was another guy who was just bitten by, you know, not able to put up the points or score the goals for whatever reason it was, you could see the effort there. He led the team in shots. Uh, but both of those guys just were not performing to what they should have been. Um, but yeah, both of those guys have gone off, and I, yeah, I want to say it was maybe Raquel, but like he had 10 points now in the last six games. One of those guys do, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, like Henrique's gone off now, he's got six goals and four assists for 10 points now, which I think he only had, uh, I think it was maybe two or three points before it. I don't remember the exact numbers off the top of the head, off the top of my head, but. Yeah, he's. they've both actually been producing to the point that they should be, I think, considering what they make and, uh, you know, kind of the positions that they're in on this team.
0: So, you know? Nate, I want to hear from you one player that's disappointed you and one player that surprised you this season.
3: I think the surprise is maybe a little bit easier to answer, and that is Max Comtois. I don't think anybody... Um, and they're lying if they said they were, was expecting Max Comtois to be leading this team in goals and uh, points this season so far. Um, the disappointment might've been a little bit easier to answer prior to, say, Henrique getting waived or that sort of thing. Um, but I think if anybody, and, you know, I think we, there, we might've seen the turnaround last night uh, against Los Angeles there would be a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk, who, um, you know, he is an offensive defenseman, and we that's, I think, really what we need more than anything is a little bit more offense, considering Mac Contois leading the team in goals with only nine on the season after we've played 26. That's, that's not a whole lot of goal scoring coming around. Um, but, you know, he, he did pot one last night, and he knows that's what he was brought in to do, was, you know, obviously have help out in the back end, but contribute uh, up front there as well. Um, so I mean, if anybody, I, that's who I would say, I guess, just considering, you know, kind of the pedigree that he has. And, you know, the guy won a Stanley cup last year in Tampa Bay as well. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, leadership and, uh, just more that comes with it as well. So if anybody that might be him, but I think we might've seen that turnaround last night.
1: So Nate, I had a question. I'm, I'm, I'm on the young man train, you know, me being a young man myself. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on the John Leonard hype train. You know, I'm loving Rudolph's Ballsters for the Sharks. These are all names that Sharks fans know. Mm-hmm. Um, one name that they may or may not know about, depending on if they watched any World Juniors at all, would be Trevor Zegris or Zegris. I'm not sure exactly how it was. Zegris. Yeah. Zegris. Like a zebra. What, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's um, how I did. <laughs> what can you tell us about Trevor? Because, I mean, we saw him destroying it in the A like the mm-hmm. beginning of this year, he gets the call up. It was a well-anticipated call up, but thought it, I personally thought it took longer than it should have. I want to get your take on it. Do you think it's the right timing? Do you think he's getting the correct amount of time on ice? That's a problem that Sharks fans are really complaining about right now where we're dressing the younger guys, but they're not getting sufficient amount of time on ice to be able to display their talents. How do you think that the Anaheim Ducks are approaching the the situation essentially with one of their best prospects?
3: I mean, I would have loved to have seen Trevor Zegers come up a lot earlier in the season. And I think a lot of other fans were uh, expecting that also, again, considering the offensive woe that this team has had. Um, but Trevor Zegers is, I think, really to just encaps- encapsulate uh, who he is in one word is dangerous, uh, especially mm. offensively. This is a guy who um, he's already... his passing at this point has already been compared to the likes of ryan getzlaff his captain and the kid's only 19 like the his hockey iq just seems to be through the roof um but, but does he
0: have the hairline of a ryan getzlaff <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's he's got way more hair than
3: uh, ryan getzlaff the guy has way more hair than i do he, he's got a better hairline than i do and i'm only like five years older than him to put in perspective <laughs> but uh <laughs> You know, he has that passing touch for sure. But if the one difference I would say he has to a guy like Ryan Getzlaff is that he knows when to shoot the puck as well. And uh, he doesn't have his first NHL goal yet, but he has come close about four times and four or five times in the seven games. He's had really good chances that have just been stopped. Um, but we there was the one uh, shootout game. I forget who it was off uh, hand, but uh, he just he made it look effortless right like it would look like any of us trying to attempt a pass is just what his stick did and he just labeled it uh, over the goalie's glove there. Um, so yeah he's a he's a really dangerous player I think. Um, what you were talking about Nick with the time on ice, that's one thing that a lot of people have complained about uh, in terms of Dallas Eagans you know like utilization of this uh, kid so far. Um, last night, during the first two periods of the game, Trevor Zegers had only played five minutes. Um, and, you know, I understand, you know, slowly bringing the kid in to kind of get used to the NHL game because it is a lot different from the AHL or college for sure. But he's, he's almost being sheltered too much, I think. Uh, he's getting, you know, when he does get uh, face-offs, they're in the offensive zone. I think he's maybe had one, if anything, in the defensive end, right? If you want this kid to develop, you need to try him in different areas. And I think this is the type of season to be able to do it, right? Because at this point, it would be a miracle if this team made the playoffs. And if they do, they're getting kicked out in the first round, right? So this is the season, I think, to be able to do that development and whatnot. Otherwise, it would honestly probably be more than worthwhile to send him back to the A.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that we kind of called it a transition season for the Sharks is why they didn't go and do any sort of major FA pickups. No real free agents came in there testing Mm -hmm. the waters, you could say, with their younger players. So we want to be able to see that. So, um, you know, from a, a hockey fan standpoint, would love to see trevor be able to get as much time on ice as possible and be utilized <laughs> as much as possible uh but from a sharks fan i hope he falls flat on his face
3: <laughs> i'm just trying to see if i can pull up his exact number that he so Trevor egress played eight minutes and 46 seconds last night
1: hmm. that's about on there's, par with how the sharks are there's fourth
3: there. liners on any other team who are playing more than that
1: at night so
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. no, that's a good point
1: curtis gabriel logged four minutes on monday <laughs>
3: <laughs> See and why even dress guys at that point, right? You had to
1: fight Clifford, man.
2: You know, yeah, yeah. the, the fisticuffs, but
1: I mean, it, in comparison as well, it's it. Shellman was at eight minutes, like seven fifty nine, and Blickfeld was at nine twenty four. So we're in the <laughs> same boat with the underutilization of the younger guys. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right, boys, prediction time. Nate, what's your prediction for the next uh, San Jose Sharks and Anaheim Ducks game? We're on a back-to-back, are we not?
1: Yeah, Friday, yeah, Saturday. Um, I was about to say, remember, you guys have to start not John yeah. Gibson on one of those games.
3: <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to take a guess. The, the pattern that this team has is that Gibson will start that first game. Um, so, you know, I want to say that he's going to be the John Gibson we've seen all season. It all depends on if the team in front of him really comes out to play that night. Um, but, you know, it's another rivalry game. Uh, we saw how they played the other night, uh, last night against uh, LA. So I'd like to see, a I am I, thinking a win for the first game for sure. Um, But I mean, you guys have been kind of everywhere offensively as well, right? It was what a 7-6 game against St. Louis that you had, and but there's also been times that you guys haven't scored. So it's uh, kind of hard to pick. I want to take a guess at... I don't know, let's say a 4-2 win for the Ducks with an empty net. But I think you guys are going to take the second game. Might be a little bit closer um, just with, you know, like we have, we'll probably have Ryan Miller in nets. And I'm guessing the second game you guys will probably have Devin Dubnik. Uh, so I'm going to say it'll be a 3-1 win for you guys on the Saturday.
0: See, that's a great guest. Yeah, he gives us the prediction, gives us the split. We'll take it any day of the week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I would be curious. Just be, before we 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 kind of wrap up here, Nate. What as an, a fan of another team, kind of opposing team for us here, what on the Sharks team do you think is like uh, something that a team is scared of? I f- I feel like because we're criticizing the Sharks almost week in week out, we kind of lose that lens. Like, is there anything particularly mm-hmm. on the Sharks that you think that you have to be worried about, or is it just one of those, you know, whoever is, comes and shows up is going to win, you know?
3: Yeah, nothing to be scared about at all. It's the, you, you guys are the fishes, not the sharks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I mean, you're, you're guys are coming from a duck. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. exactly. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, your you're guys shopping. veterans always come out to play, right? Like guys like Couture and, you know, even Carlson's been stepping up his game a little bit more lately, it seems, and whatnot, right? Like your veteran guys are, you know, they're NHL caliber players for a reason um, and still considered elite guys for a reason as well, right? So I think, uh, I mean, that seems like a simple answer, but the San Jose Sharks are known over the last decade for uh, for winning ways. And a lot of those guys contributed to that, so.
2: It's good to know Carlson has a slight bit of, you know, frightening power still then. Tell me. That (laughs) 11.5 million goes a little bit (laughs) at least.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying it now. Carlson's going to go on a fucking tear. Yeah. And it's going to start with this Ducks team. Like, yeah. Like you I'll, should be, be definitely afraid of him right you. now. Yeah,
0: you'll be able to crack up the jersey get again. get that Carlson jersey back and I'll rep it. I didn't burn it. so. It's gonna...
1: I mean, he, he effectively deked out multiple four checkers for the St. Louis Blues, like top line guys. So like, mm-hmm. he's going to make Getzloff look like fucking duck soup by the end of the game.
3: But did he get back in time is the question.
1: <laughs> didn't have to. Made the actual pass. <laughs> uh, Nate, one more
0: question for you. Uh, sure. how many tubs of Miracle Whip have you gone through like, the last time <laughs> yeah. as well? uh, easily about twenty, I say. No, oh no
3: one, I my god. <laughs> no, oh. Um, no, we're still we're still on the uh, we're still on the same bottle. So after uh, okay, after oh, that uh, episode, it was good. decided I need to go on a little bit of a uh, diet. Did, not did you reflect a
0: little bit whip? after seeing the video? <laughs> did you reflect on yourself and say, you know what? I can't do this to myself
3: anymore.
1: <laughs> oh my no, head, it was even it was life. even
3: better. Probably most of the viewers of that clip were uh, you know, me sending it out to everybody of like check this out check like look what i can do (laughs)
0: look i almost made nick throw up
3: (laughs) why
1: why would you do that to yourself
0: Uh, yeah that was that was a fun episode that That was was that was this has been a fun one to speak for yourself i I did (laughs) i did message nick yesterday
3: because uh my my there's there's been a side thing on twitter with uh flames twitter that myself and another guy uh audie james were campaigning to be the new head coach and assistant coach of the Calgary Flames. And uh, that fell through because you know they hired <laughs> Daryl Sutter, which I totally understand why we wouldn't be hired when that guy was available. But uh, <laughs> so there, the, the header was to go with that, but I was like, okay, well that's done. So I need something new now for the header. And I still had that screen grab as well of me putting on the massive amount of miracle whip. So that is now my Twitter header at uh, at Tate. You know what? <laughs>
0: as a as a head coach, that would be a power move. Like, you I know, would. the boys have a bad period. You walk in the room. You just <laughs> don't say a word. Don't say a <laughs> oh, word. You no. stare at them. Squirt the miracle whip on. Spread it. Eat the whole thing and walk the fuck out. <laughs> That's a power. Is that, move. is that an is that another <laughs> level to like the
3: uh, like the water pouring? I don't know if you guys will watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. But they were like Terry was talking about, you know, like pour the water and like stop talking just as you pour it, right? And you keep their attention. Yeah. Is that a it's a miracle wave thing above that, or is it just below?
2: Oh, I think for sure it is. I
1: think the eating part is what sets it to the next <laughs> level. They're like, this man's a fucking <laughs> sociopath. I Wait, he's just,
0: just... Like... oh fuck. It's just <laughs> below when Terry went to uh, Michelle Terrian's office and he smoked a whole cigarette, didn't say a word <laughs> to get the fuck out. It's just below <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks so much for jumping on the podcast uh where can the fans find you on twitter and uh what do you have coming up on the quack report
3: uh you can find myself on twitter at Tate Nomas, t-a-t-e-n-h-o-m-a-s uh and you can also follow the quack report at quack report pod and uh we're just gonna you know we're gonna be talking about wandavision i think for this coming wednesday episode Uh, which would be i think the same time as this episode drops as well so you can head on over to talk about uh or to listen to us talk about that and break it all down yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah like if you're not there for the duck stuff you know we we do kind of the the nerdy stuff i had an episode a couple weeks ago where i had this entire spider-man theory with the just off of like the new title alone and everything like that so you know we do the nerdy stuff and uh, you know, we're both musicians as well. So we'll do like music breakdowns and stuff like that. Uh, I think we had one episode we talked about Taylor Swift and kind of did like a top five of her catalog and whatnot. So there's a lot of stuff over there uh, outside of Duckstalk. So
0: I think Floor is a big Swifty, right?
1: No, Richie Flores. Richie Flores. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <yeah>. i surprised <laughs> you didn't have that man on there.
0: <laughs> do Justin Bieber next. <laughs> Rep to Canada. That's yeah, Isha's he, in the background saying, do Justin Bieber next. I will officially. That would actually. You. That would actually be
3: an interesting one. Not gonna lie. No, yeah, um, it wouldn't at all. I, I, <laughs> I, I honestly bet you I could still recite parts of the Never Say Never movie because my sister yeah. had that on repeat in our minivan when when we were kids, oh, and man. so I bet you I could still repeat man. lines from that movie the amount of times I saw it.
2: My girlfriend still has a, like a full, like full size cutout of Justin Bieber. <laughs> <in> <laughs> that has the so... No, can you imagine though? <laughs> <laughs> I'm you <laughs> bring, I'm bring, Justin in. Bring. <laughs> <him> in. <laughs> 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 I, I wish I was joking, but <laughs> it's not in the bedroom mine But yeah, it's she mounted she went, on the uh, ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Life-size <live, live laughs> cutout of Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> of Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's just in the bathroom, staring yeah. at you while you try to take a piss. I can't
0: do it, Justin. I
2: can't. Oh man!
3: And it's like pre-pubescent, Justin, as well. So oh, it like, is. Oh, no, wow, it is. He's still—he's
2: wearing the leather jacket. And he's got the yeah. the the flow and everything, bro. It's no. disgusting. Yeah, the uh, the ha- the hair switch Yeah, exactly. You can almost see the head <laughs> flicking, even though it's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> it's oh, hologram oh, Yeah.
1: Uh, wow. Uh, you guys have to find a way to get that cut out and instead of have a uh, instead of having a
2: montage of pigeon scaring <laughs> t, you gotta have a montage on, of i would out. actually just stop showing up if you started <laughs>
0: yeah we got producer t pretty good today yeah, you did with uh, producer pigeons so we're gonna be releasing a full video of that in the next uh, couple weeks i say we need to get a few more scares in for the whole montage but it's looking good it's it is it's good. getting there it's getting there <laughs> it's a real it. It. awesome nate thanks again for popping on the podcast man Anytime, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody right, have a good one. All right. Big shout out to uh, Nate Thomas of the Quack Report. That was a fun one. Always happy to uh, talk to our California rivals over there in Anaheim. Um, before we end off the show here, we have a couple questions uh, off of Twitter that we're going to run through. Uh, the first one is from Jeff Facoon, um, also the leader of the uh, John Leonard fan club. Uh, he wants to know how many players will be traded at the deadline and leading up to the deadline, who is going to fetch the best return? Well, I d- I don't know how many players are gonna move. I don't feel like it's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Because the guys that we can move that have some value
2: are like Thomas Hurdle. And do you feel like this organization's ready to ready to trade him? Yeah. I don't. No, not at all. That was the first name that kind of pops to my mind, but it's also like the first. It's, it's the sign that I don't think that maybe th- we're quite ready to to commit to a rebuild before this season ends. I, I don't think we're going to get rid of an asset like that. I think we're going to keep him until the offseason. There's no other big, big name that I really see as moving, um, particularly actually this offseason.
1: No. I mean, uh, Nick, what do you think? I don't think it's going to be big names. I think it's going to be uh, kind of a – I don't want to say like a sub-doing. I mean, if you look at last year, right? We moved Brendan Dillon and we moved Barkley Goodrow. And then everyone was like – you traded Barkley Goodrow and you somehow got a first-round pick out of it, then never understand it, right? But Tampa Bay went on and won the Cup, so fuck it, right? So, I feel like the Sharks are going to trade more than likely. I'd say the number one trade uh-huh. prospect they have is probably Matt Nieto. And not because of, like, yep. goal scoring, but because he fits that Barkley Goodrow style of, like... uh template is the word i guess i'm looking for where he can kill penalties and he can run a fourth line with speed and he can score and he can fetch back probably the best and he's a rental yeah. everyone else is like you guys mentioned before hurdle isn't going to get traded this year because he's still on a very nice contract at five six and he's contracted for another year so if anything hurdle would be traded at next year's deadline and then you'd get a lot bigger return for him especially you don't want to trade him during this year. It's a COVID year. It's just nonsense. Yeah. So the, the people who, my in my opinion, would get traded are the likes of like those people with only one year left. I don't think Marlowe will get traded because they want him to break the record in a shark uniform. And this is essentially just his fucking year to break the record. But mainly just Matt Nieto or a couple of other people here and there that they could fetch something for at least.
0: And, you know, for the big names on the Sharks, if you see them go out, you want to see first-round picks come back your way. And this is probably not the year to do that.
1: Yeah, next year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wait till next year. It's probably a lot smarter. You know, you get a better look at these young guys coming up. First-round pick, like a later first-round pick, because you're assuming that you're trading them to a playoff team. I mean, does it have much more value than a second-round pick this year? I mean, it probably does, but not by much.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think you you pretty much hit the with the nail on the head with that one. So this yeah, isn't really, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the sharks trade Matt Nieto for next year's first round pick for whoever cup contending team that is, because that is you shame. just, you get more value out of it in that sense. Cause you're able to scout the players and it's a loaded draft class, right? So a player for, from next year's entry draft that would go, let's say 15th overall, like a well-scouted player. Now, I'm just bullshitting here. I don't know shit about anything with scouting. I'm I'm hoping to reach out to a couple of scouts so I can actually give you guys some viable information here pretty soon. But I'm assuming a player that would go 15th overall would probably go between 5 and 10 from this year's draft, Like just as far as scaling goes, because it's so loaded next year from what we've seen. So if you you trade Matt Nieto, would you rather get a second or third-round pick for this upcoming draft for Matt Nieto, or would you rather get like next year's first for Matt Nieto?
0: Well, I don't, I, I would obviously rather get the first from next year, but I, I don't think that he has that kind of value. I, was, I think realistically, I think we're looking for a third round
2: pick coming from Matt Nieto. If we move him. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think in the perfect world, yeah, you're right. I think the value of, the year after picks are huge, and yeah. that's what most teams are going to be going for. I feel, but uh, yeah, I just don't think that Nieto holds that value. I think the teams know that now, right? I think it, those those teams that are trading trading those picks are going to know they they hold more value than yeah. maybe a second round pick this year. So, I, I think it's all maybe going to work the other way as well. That well, they're going to ask for more in return for that, you know, yeah. pick, even if it is two years down the road. Well, the if early. a team
0: wants a rental and we want to pick next year, you can do something like Matt Nieto and this year's third round pick for a second round pick next season. Yeah, you know, you can get creative in that way. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's something I'm, I'm definitely, I would see again. Matt Nieto isn't as valuable as Barca Gaudreau. He's not going to be in the faceoff dot doing anything like that. But that's just the player that first came to my mind. No, I when agree. we were looking at like that type of or who the Sharks would move on from
2: and one thing to keep in mind is that we did say that this is kind of Doug Wilson's offseason to really to really kind of make his mark he's changed the coaches you know he made the big signings that we've made so I I, I see it going I I could you could see big moves that none of us predicted maybe in him just yeah. making an attempt to to save his job and show that he's ready for this rebuild and, and he's going to make big moves I don't know but uh, but the logical side of me says that you just wait you just wait through this pandemic right
0: at trivial pursuit says (laughs) uh will it ever end no (laughs) sometime (laughs) sometime maybe not soon
1: but it will end
0: we're gonna hope eight years in six to eight years i was about to say hopefully in this decade we can turn it around oh well uh, how
1: depressing is that if it takes that long that's Oof. That's brutal for a market. I know, like guys, San Jose, look at
0: some man. other markets. I mean, we're producer T. We're living in the Vancouver Canucks market. Yeah. It's been a long time. Seven years of Jim Bennett. How, yeah. how
2: long has LA? Because I know that Nate kind of mentioned it and he said it was a quick turnaround, like, but it feels like 2017. Okay. So, last, like, yeah. Big year. They got it, swept. It's been a while now, then, right? Yeah. That, that they're on their eighth year. It's about time that they kind of turned it around. I guess that is the model six to eight years. Man, that's depressing. Yeah. Oh. If
0: you don't get on it quick, I mean, because here's the thing, you don't get on the rebuild quickly and you're in a spot like we're in right now. That's two to three years of like just kind of spinning your tires. Yeah. Not really doing much. Yeah. And then you get into the full rebuild, and that's another three to four years. There's your eight. Yeah. There you yeah. go, folks.
1: That's it's cat purgatory in a sense. But the only difference is that the sharks have contracts that they can escape from. That like the the Burns contract. I mean, happy birthday, Burns. We're recording this on Monday. <laughs> it's his birthday. He's I think he turned thirty six today. Brent Burns is 30 fucking six years old. Like that contract's going to be gone relatively soon. The five, seven, five for Martin Jones is going to be gone. The 2 million from, for Dubnik is going to be gone. So there's something to work with there. It's just going to take a lot. We're recording this on Monday. Sorry. I see a a private message. You're recording this on Monday. So happy birthday Burns um you guys is it hear Tuesday? Is it
0: not Tuesday, Tuesday today? Is it Tuesday?
1: I don't. Dude, fucking know, that's why I,
0: I, I was
2: like, kind of. still his birthday
1: to today, from what I know. <laughs> well, is it Monday or Tuesday? Is his it birthday? It's it's my Monday. Goddamn, every day is a Monday until Friday. <laughs> Happy
2: birth week, Brent. Brent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took an entire week. See the private mother. message. It's Monday, though, right? His birthday's Monday. Well, I was genuinely <laughs>
0: concerned. I was like, man, I'm behind
2: on a lot of stuff. <laughs> drink yeah safe to say it 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 is in fact tuesday
1: okay it it is his birthday though that's all that matters it could be monday (laughs) tuesday fuck we can make a whole damn day up it's Thick hungry day but it's his birthday right but the point i'm getting at it
2: releases on thursday too so this is just gonna confuse the listeners all (laughs) that
1: brett burns turned 36 i mean there's 8 million i'm assuming he's gonna get moved because of how things are shaking up for the sharks there's a lot of money that can be made available for the Sharks to make a move, unlike some of the other teams that we were talking about, the, the California teams. I don't yeah, think that it's going to take them six to eight years, just in my opinion. Good. I know you guys are coming from that Vancouver perspective. Well, we've but... been
0: through it, so yeah. we just we know the struggle. You yeah. know the struggle. Um, all right, guys, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we...
1: I don't I don't know what I'm you. talking about anymore. I do. Yeah. Well, we had, I believe you had a, sorry, no, no, I'm done. I'm just fucking I'm <laughs> yeah, light, after
0: we had that whole Monday conversation. I had no idea what you're talking about in regards to Brent Burns. So just let me go. I was like, hopefully he doesn't put it to me. Cause I don't know what's going on. Oh, no, we were just <laughs>
1: talking about like big contract people yeah. getting moved at the deadline and and who's doing what Should we but, talk about every week. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I think we had another question actually from Ryan McKinney asking about prospects from the Barracuda. And I was just taking a look at a couple of names and uh, he was talking about true and Blickfeld. He's outside of the guys like true and Blickfeld. Have you heard anything good on an up and coming prospect that are, that are playing for the Barracuda right now? Eh, not really. Maybe Hogwalks. Um, Ryan Merkley, obviously he's just out there in the shit all the time, doing things that you expect a player like him to do. I think for the sharks, a couple of names I want people to kind of keep their eye out. I'm going to try to get into the more prospecty areas of Twitter to try to figure this shit out for you guys. But uh, Daniel Gushin is a big name that I want you guys to take a look at. Ivan Chikovich is another name. He's playing over in the KHL. I think it's for the, the Torpedo right now. He's doing very well. He's averaging about 0.8 points per game, which is, I mean, it, it's the professional Russian league. So couple of names I want you guys to to learn from there as well as uh, Tristan Robbins in the WHL and of course Thomas Bortolo so go check those guys out look at them look at where they're playing look at their ice time don't look at just the highlights either look at the the school the full scouting breakdown on like elite prospects so that way you guys can get a good feel about how they can be implemented into the Sharks and I believe Chukovic is going to be one of the players you're going to see start game one for the Sharks uh, next year so
0: all I want from the Sharks is for them to get some easy names for us. I mean, we got, no. we got some Jesus, I crazy just avoid them. Man. coming up in the pipeline and on the roster right now. And Producer T, like, oh. if it gets any worse, I don't know if you can stick around on the podcast.
1: T's just oh. going to, like, point the finger at me every time. He's Literally. like, they you know, like, yeah. at this point in the KHL, I'm like, <laughs> He's
0: like, yeah, that guy's good. Uh, well, thanks, thanks, everybody, for your questions on Twitter um so go do that homework that nick told you about and then watch mike tyson yeah, was, mysteries was mike tyson. it's a yes. it's gonna be a hell of a roller coaster <laughs> going from hockey highlights to uh watching that i tell you uh big shout out to nate as well for jumping on the show uh let's give a shout out to our twitter handles so you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn you can follow the show at stick hungry pod it sounds like there's a siren going on in the background i don't know if we're under attack if you don't hear from us tomorrow uh assume the worst uh you can follow the
1: <laughs> network at hockey pod producer t
2: uh, producer underscore t on
1: twitter and nick you can find me at nick floor underscore and co-host former nhl player kyle mclaren he's alive we've <laughs> confirmed it you can find Have him we? on twitter
0: <laughs> nick are you Maybe. stalling did you forget his twitter handle
1: <laughs> no 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 you can find him on twitter at mclaren underscore k
0: here you have
2: it nice Here you have it
0: all right folks uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast we will see you on the live stream on sunday